0: Hello, hello. We are back at it again. My name is Michael Raziel. I got my man Sia Najat. I got my man Joel Shrek, and this is the Win Daily Sports Show. We are going to be breaking down the American Express, PGA, DFS, and betting. Now, Sia has already done a show. He kind of cheated on us a little bit this week. It was a great show. It was a great show. He cheated on us a little bit, though. Um, And we're here to break it down. So if you haven't already, make sure to smash 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 that like button here over on youtube i guess as the youtubers like to say please 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 ask us all the questions ask us all the questions it's my favorite part that is what we are here to do and if you haven't already please subscribe to our youtube page uh we're up to like 600 and something so the closer we get Ooh. to a thousand the closer we can start giving shit away for free so always like that so see how was um how are your, how were your escapades earlier this week what was it like was he as good as me what's he as good as Joel and I? I have to ask well
1: no it's never it's never as good as family let's be honest speaking of family by the way let's um oh. <laughs> let's uh I know right Love it. that was probably Love it. yeah Ill nope. time. keep
0: going keep going keep going
1: we need to put this uh link in our in our discord chat because I noticed you did people, it oh, you already did it okay gotcha but, and then we got you know speaking of family I'm just saying we got some guys already in the chat um, it's Joseph, right? S guy is Joseph. Joe, yeah, Oh, Yeah. Okay. I remembered his name now. So he put steward and a money bag next to it, which of course was my secret weapon, which is now 26 and two, which is Jesus like kind God. of incredible, but I got to admit, I didn't do great in, in, um, in DFS last week. It just, it was just one of those weeks where a lot of my guys were, um, Good enough to make the cut, but not good enough to do any damage on Saturday and Sunday. So, and then of course, a couple of my low end guys, uh, other than Stewart, of course, didn't really make it through, like Doug Gim, Tom Hoke, whatever. But how am I doing? I'm doing fine. Uh, yesterday's show with Rick Gaiman, who honestly is like one of the one of the best guys in this industry. I'm not even just talking golf; I just mean in the podcast sports industry. He's fantastic. I got to do the first cut with him, which is a CBS podcast. It went really well. It was, it was super fun. I hope to be back with them sometime soon, but no, it's not as good as you guys. Come on. You don't even have to ask that question. It
0: couldn't be. Yes. I listened to some of it. It was awesome. Everything, but he's an Eagles fan. Uh, everything outside of that, he seemed like a pretty great guy. Joel, how are you doing, buddy?
2: I'm doing well. Um, I'm pretty excited for this tournament. I I like, I'm feeling I'm having a good feel for this week. I'm liking the field. I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm pumped up. Perfect. This is like
0: the best possible show, I guess, to have you only be here for like 25 minutes. So <laughs> let's let's get at it, boys. We have the American Express. As I said before, I have the DFS lines in front of me. I also have some sports betting lines. I'm going to be using PointsBet for our sports betting line. So anybody out there, if you're not a part of PointsBet already, go to PointsBet.com. Use promo code WINDAILY500. Give you a $500 risk-free bet. And it really helps us out because... We're, you know then they're, they're you know it helps us out you guys kind of know how this shit works at this point so we would really appreciate if you could help us out a little bit I got Patrick Cantley as our leader uh by a pretty good margin plus 1200 over here so that's always good that's always interesting but we are going to be breaking down the DFS side of things as well Joel does have to leave early so I'm going to try and get as much Joel in as I can considering Sia already you know did an entire show about this stuff so Joel let's start with you how you liking this top tier range? What are we looking to do? Stars, scrubs, your patented hybrid lineup. What are you looking at?
2: Yeah, no, uh, this is going to be the hybrid this week, Michael. So we're going back <laughs> to the patented, the patented hybrid. And so uh, obviously we're joking. We said, but what, what I mean by when I, by point, what I'm saying is, um, my kind of initial builds this week have looked it's stars and scrubs, but like that top tier isn't your stars; it's the second tier. So it's like the second tier, and uh, you know, not the full bottom scrubs, but like the concept is uh, – the, the way this field looks is these top guys are better and they're priced better. But as you go down, like the, what normally is the middle of the field um, feels to me more like the bottom. And so like there's a big – that middle range feels like they just had to put someone there. And those guys that are in the 8,000s easily could have been seven. Um, but they just – there were those guys that are normally that priced in this tournament. So – I'm looking at it as, there's not much of a difference between those guys, so I want to get as much as these guys in the 9,000 range as I can and then go down to 7 because I don't think there's a big difference between the 7,000 range and the 8,000 range. So that's how I'm looking at this field.
0: Yeah, yeah, and uh, just to, as of note, John Rahm is out. I apologize. He was actually the highest-priced golfer, so that opens up a little bit of extra value. And yeah, looking at these 8K guys, I mean, Phil Mickelson, 8,800, Paul Casey, 87, Lonto Griffin, 86, Adam Long, 85. Like, I feel like, yeah, most of those guys are like – like Lonto Griffin, sixty nine hundred usually. Adam Long, like seventy two hundred. Like what are these guys doing in the eight K range and kinda high eight Ks? So that is uh, that is really interesting. So yeah, talk to me. I guess like you you gave us your build, you're patented. Can we trade see ya? Have you trademarked that yet for us?
1: Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's in the, okay, it's, in cool. the five depth, it's in the,
0: you know, we're, okay, we're, cool, cool, it's cool. cool. It's okay, the, good. We need, here. we need, we need Joel to get his money. Cause we know he doesn't definitely doesn't make enough on DFS as it is. Uh, so Joel, I guess, talk to me a little bit, uh, I guess, are you completely fading that top tier or are there a couple guys that you're still liking from that range?
2: So, um, I'm not going to completely fade the top tier. Um, but I, I'm definitely not too high on them. Like I'm going to have a very low ownership of everyone on the top field. I do like Cantley the most. If I'm going to play anyone. It's Probably Cantley. Um, you know, he he is in good form, and he's one of the top three golfers in this tournament. You know, on paper. So mm-hmm. there's nothing, nothing wrong with thing him. My only thing about that's turning me off to him this week is that super hefty price tag for him in a field where, like I was saying before, you know, you know, he in an, he's not that much better than everyone. So he just, mm-hmm. I feel he's just just a little overpriced. So. Uh, I do think he could win this tournament, so I don't want to just completely fade him. But I won't gonna go over. I'm not gonna go too much because uh, I just think it's a little too much for him. Brooks, I want to. I want to play. Wait and see. Um, yeah, of course he's capable of winning it. He's capable of you know doing a lot. But he's you know he, he we've seen recently he really tries to play up for the big tournaments. I just don't see him having the motivation this week. I don't see why he's gonna. I don't see it being like a Brooks week where he's gonna come out and really try and string it together the four days. So. I don't have a lot of confidence in Brooks, and I won't be playing too much of him. Um, Fino I like. There's nothing wrong with Fino. It's another. I kind of feel similarly with him as I do with Cantlay, and I just feels he's a little overpriced. Um, you know, he could win. I I, I see no issues playing with him if you're playing cash. It, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, but in tournaments, I think you just have to pay a lot for someone who really is going to have to win the tournament. Like finishing him, finishing in ninth or tenth, which I is probably where I see him in that range. I don't think is going to be enough at this price. So um, I'm, I'm going to be really low on him. And Reed, Reed. So just for context, Reed is someone who I normally really like. I just don't like him that much this week. You know, uh, this course is going to favor long hitters, which is not really Reed's game. Um, and then again, it's that top price range here, so um, it, it's hard for me to come off you because I normally do really like him. But for, something just isn't sitting with me with him here at this course. So for the most part, I'm, I'm pretty low on the top range. Interesting.
0: Yeah. And we'll get to the nine K range in a second seal. What do you have on this top tier?
1: Yeah, I actually agree with, um, I agree with really everything he just said. Patrick wow. Cantley is going to be the only guy that I'm really going to be focused on. I mean, he is from California. This is this, this course is in California for, for whatever that's worth. Um, outside of that, listen, he hasn't played in, in a while. Like this is his first one back in, in 20, 2021, but, when he did play you know the last three tournaments he he had an outright win and then he had, he was he top 20 the other two so i mean you can't say he's in good form because of that because that was 2 to 3 months ago but with that said knowing the class of this field and knowing that john rom withdrew i mean he's probably just from a consistency standpoint he's probably a guy that you can lean on whereas we know that tony now, for example can kind of like he might not give you the floor that you want. Mm-hmm. Or at least you can guarantee that Cantlay. Now, you're not looking for floors in this range, which is why I agree with Joel. You might want to start your team in that 9K range. Um, and again, I'm talking DraftKings pricing, but I, I've made like four or five teams already just to kind of like experiment around. A couple of them had Cantley in and, and the rest of them started in the 9K range. And I'll tell you so far, none of them had Brooks, none of them had Tony Finau, and none of them have Patrick Reed. Now, I'll probably make like 20 more lineups. And I'm sure... Those guys will sneak into one or two of my lineups, but not guys I'm focused on at all, especially yeah. at the price that they're at.
0: Yes. And everybody always remember contact selection is very important. Where you're putting them, how you're putting them, how many entries, how many entries you have, all that stuff is very important. All right, Joel. But so I, I want
1: to say important. one other thing, and, and Joel, you can comment on this. Like, it, you know, it, it will favor long hitters, but you don't need to be, and Joel, you correct me if I'm wrong, you don't need to be long. Let's let's put something out there. First of all, there's two different courses that they're going to be playing on in the first two days, and then they're going to they're going to play the same course over the weekend. So traditionally, this this contest actually has three courses that you play, but they've cut it down to two. Traditionally, the American Express actually has a cut after three rounds. Now we're going to traditional here just because of COVID stuff, and there's no pro am. You know, there used to be a pro am component here, but the reason I bring that up, and Joel, I want to get your commentary here. I mean, you can be short and, and win here, right? Totally, totally. When
2: I say, you know, favor the long hitter, that doesn't mean only target long hitters, not by any means. I think the concept is when you're, like, building lineups and you're kind of at a tie between guys, like, who do I put in with it? And you know one guy's a long hitter, that's kind of, like, the tiebreaker. It's like, it should favor the guy that's a little bit longer. By no means should you only be targeting long hitters. No. Like, anybody can win this tournament, Um but I think I look at it as knowing that it does favor long hitters a little bit. That's your tiebreaker when you're deciding
1: to beat a couple guys. Maybe lean the longer guy. And, and like the that. one thing I'm going to add to that is that there are hazards on this course. There's, there's quite a few water hazards on this course, so you do want you do want guys that are also accurate off the tee, which is why I'd probably prioritize accuracy a little bit more than just length. Both are good, but it's, it's something you might want to consider. And that, that includes on approach as well. So, I mean, my focus here is going to be approach for sure, then off the tee, and then, you know, you can get into putting. I don't think around the green game is going to be super important here. Bye. And I would
2: say, I, I mean, here especially, but normally, that's not something I normally target in, in DFS around the game. Um, yeah, guys are better at it than others, but it's a hard thing to... You know, kind of consistently target in a, from a mm-hmm. perspective, mm-hmm.
0: yes, mm-hmm. yes, absolutely. And you guys talk about that ad nauseum, I would say. Uh, Charlie, welcome back, Stash. Thanks, buddy. Um, I appreciate that. That's nice. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so yeah, I, Joel, I know we only have you for a couple more minutes. So I think what would make sense is we'll go over the 9k range because it seems like that's your favorite. I think we should just then skip the 8K range. We'll go to the 7, get the rest of your picks. You can go off, hang out, do what you got to do, and then C&I can kind of fill in the hole, see if you're cool with that. I think it sure. makes the most sense there. So Joel, talk to us a little bit about that 9K range, which you're liking. And I guess, like, where are you starting most of your lineups?
2: Yeah, so this is where, I mean, me, this is where we're, we're making money this week, right? I love this range. There's a lot of plays here. Uh, and so this is where I'm going to be probably getting a, a bunch of exposure to it. And starting with Sungjae Im, um, you know, the first thing that you think about him is, he's been really solid striking the ball and, and it's, you know, he's a really good golfer. And, and we, we say this, you know, often on the show where he, he had a lot of inconsistencies where he's kind of going to go in stretches where it's bursts of him being really good and then bursts of him kind of not doing that much. He's in that burst of playing well, right? He, we've seen him coming out um, and showing up recently. And, and I, I'm kind of on a notion now of like, let's just keep going back to him until he tells us not to. Right. And so, that's where I am now and he hasn't given us any reason not to like him and so I'm gonna be going back uh, to him this week for sure Not I'm nothing crazy I'm not locking him in but you know maybe a good percentage 30 40 percent of my lives I like him Matthew Wolf is a tough one because you know course fit reasons like everything's telling me to play him like, you guys know I love wolf I think he's one of the best golfers on tour so you know seeing him in this at this price almost was a little underpriced for me um, you know, anything can happen, but I like Wolf a lot this week. You know, the last time he played here, um, he was tied for 61, which is not good, which is concerning. So he doesn't have like – he didn't play that well here the last, the last time out, but um, he's young. It's not like he has a lot of history. And, you know, one of those times he comes out here and, you know, gets in the top ten, and now all of a sudden he has a great course history. So I wouldn't overweight that too much. Uh, I just think, you know, at a, at the price that he's at, he could be a really strong play. Um Scotty Scheffler got third here last year, which is really good. Uh, and as you know, you know, this was, this is pretty early in the year. Scheffler can go hot and cold, uh, but you know, after this tournament, Scheffler seemed, maybe, maybe, I don't know if it was exactly for the tournament or a little bit later, but he seemed to cool off a bit until really late after the restart where he got hot again. So um, this does look like a spot where he, he seems to like this course. And at this price, I see no reason why Scotty Scheffler couldn't be a top five priced golfer in this field. So, you're almost getting a small discount, so he feels like you know it's a good price to, to squeeze him in. I don't love Ricky Fowler, not especially. I think he's probably a little overpriced here. My poor Kevin, grandma. Uh, oh, his grandma. What happened to his grandma?
0: No, my poor grandma. She loves Ricky Fowler.
2: Oh, I was going to say, what I miss something. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to his grandma? No, no, no. I'm sorry. It's just a joke. Uh, Keep going. Uh, you know. Kevin, I do like Kevin Nala. I will, I will be honest, and I I probably have a small small bias toward him. But listen, he's coming off a win. Obviously, he's looked pretty good. Um, You know, do I expect him to win two tournaments in a row? Probably not. But I I do expect him to compete this week. I think he's going to be up there. And um, as you guys know, right, if he's in the top ten, that that works. And I think he could do that. I I like Kevin Nala a good deal here, and you know, at this price at ninety two hundred, like you know. I'm looking at him as probably a top ten golfer in this field, and, and that's probably where he's priced. So it's a fair price. I wouldn't say I'm overweight on him. I love him, but definitely someone I want some exposure to this week. Um, and then uh I'll just mention I, I also like Answer. Answer got second here last year. Don't overweight that because he also has a tied for 78 and you know, in the teens. But um he's good and he's he feels like he's coming around, he's he's coming on strong. So uh I certainly don't mind having some exposure to him
1: as well.
0: Yeah and and just a really interesting note about Scotty scheffler while his price is 9500 and you know he's top-ish tier he has the second best odds to take this thing home um that plus 1600 right now looking at points bet again pointsbet.com promo code windaily 500ca you made a you made a face at that one
1: I'm shocked I'm shocked that he's second in the odds which means he's taking a lot of money which the not shocking part of that is this is one of the most popular guys from an ownership standpoint already. Mm-hmm. So, clearly, you know, typically if you have a guy like a Scotty Scheffler in particular, who's not like a gigantic name, right? So, if you have a guy that's getting almost 30% ownership already, you better believe that people are putting actual cash on him to win in the outright top 10 market, top five, stuff like that. So, yeah, that makes sense. And honestly, this is a guy we talked about on the show yesterday. He, I'm not a Scotty Scheffler guy, but he makes sense for this course, especially because this scores like, birdies are going to be a thing here. The scores are going to be low again. And so guys like Scotty Scheffler, guys like Joel, Joel Dahman, who can just like, or like your Ryan Palmers, who's not even in this event, I don't think. But um, is he is Ryan Palmer? No, he's not. He's not here this week. So my point is, these are the guys you want. These are the upside guys that you want in DFS because it's not so much about the floor in in DFS. It's really about the ceiling. That's how you win. I'm not just talking about MMEs. I'm talking about single entries and three maxes. Sometimes you have to take those chances with guys that can blow up on a given day. I'll tell you, Siwoo Kim is a guy like, and he can blow up at any moment. You know how I know that? Because last year he shot an 87 on Thursday and then withdrew. So it's one of those things like, I'm going to have him in my lineup this week because I think he's a great ball striker and I'm willing to take that chance. And sometimes you just have to be willing to t- take that chance. Not that Scott is going to bottom out like that, but he's just the type of guy you would want here. You know, Sung JM. I'm not normally a Sung JM guy. I was last week and it kind of burned me. He finished 56. So, I, you know, I think he's fine, but I just think some of these other guys in the 9K range, you know, we can't pick them all, right? So there's just guys I like better than Sung JM um matthew wolf is one of them the thing about the tricky thing about matthew wolf and and this is going to be one of those like sometimes remember michael i think it was right before the break we were talking about two guys in in like the 7k range i think it was like pat perez and like some other kind of like mm-hmm. random middling guy and i was like it was a recent history versus like course history and one had a great recent history one had great course history and we we're like all right let's see what's more important let's see what happens in this tournament well I think you can juxtapose Matthew Wolf with Scotty Scheffler because Matthew Wolf, his recent history is actually quite bad. It, for Matthew Wolf, it's quite mm-hmm. bad. If you look at his last four or five tournaments, including a miscut at the Masters, it's not good. Scotty Scheffler, on the other hand, if you look at his recent history, it's actually been pretty consistently good. And Scotty Scheffler finished third here last year, whereas, as as um, Joel told us, I think uh, 61st was where Matthew Wolf finished. So you have. Course history and recent history, both talented, both on other, you know, opposite sides of those spectrums. And yet I still like Matthew Wolf just as much as Scotty Scheffler. Why? Because I think he's probably the more talented player. And that's nothing against Scotty Scheffler. I just happen to think Matthew Wolf might be the most talented player in this entire field. We just kind of don't know it yet. So I'm willing to take the chance on Matthew Wolf, but I'll tell you from an exposure standpoint, I think I'll probably have Scotty and Matthew Wolf. Probably the same. In fact, mm-hmm. knowing me, I'll probably lean a little bit more on Matthew Wolf. But but I, I kind of uh, my point is I kind of like them the same. As we go down this range, Ricky Fowler, like let's be honest. I mean, really, why is he ninety three hundred and why is Phil Mickelson eighty eight hundred? Like, what are we even doing here? Ricky Fowler, his last top ten was last year at this tournament. Like, it's that bad. He hasn't even qualified for the Masters. He's like 60th ranked in the world. If you want to play the narrative game, he does have to do well in this to qualify for the Masters. But he had to do that at Mayakoba before. I was going to say,
0: we tried to play that narrative game. I don't know if it worked. Exactly.
1: And he missed the cut. And so, you know, what what do we like? I'm just going to go right by him. But before I close with the 9K range, I do love Abraham answer. I do love Russell Henley. I was hoping the ownership from Abraham Answer would actually sort of crater because he missed the cut last week. But lo and behold, he's he's close to the twenty percent range. So you know, take that as you will. I still love Answer. He's a great ball striker. He just he just was terrible putting last week. That's just the bottom line. And Russell Henley ended up finishing in eleventh place, but he was also terrible putting last week. So it kind of gives you. I think Russell Henley could be like the guy. I mean, he's so good on approach, just like answer, but Henley appears to be more consistent right now. So I think if you started your lineup with Russell Henley and Abraham answer, I would not have a problem with it whatsoever. I mean, you are literally skipping the first almost 15 guys and starting your lineup right there. I'm not saying you should do that for the majority of your lineups, but I know for one lineup, that's exactly where I started. And then there were other lineups where I started with Matthew Wolf and then I dropped down to like a Henley and then I went from there. Others with Scotty Shuffler. So that top range, if you want to throw Finau in there, if you want to throw Cantley in there, here and there, that's fine. But you really, truly can start in that Nike range and have a bunch of stars. I love it.
0: I'm actually just making a lineup as we go along. I have Henley answer and Scheffler and then a gentleman that I know we're going to love a little bit later in Joel Dahman at 7,500 I still 7,450 left over and that means I get C a secret weapon so that's going to be like a 6,800 so essentially I have I have like 6,7,800 distal to play with and Joel we're going to toss it back to you before you do have to jump out of here talk to me more about that 7k range we'll skip the 8k for a second but honestly as as we've both, if both of you have kind of said i'm sure when c and i go back i'm sure there's a couple plays that he wouldn't mind but uh yeah talk to me about this 7k range because it's pretty big this is a bigger field obviously and i a lot of guys tom Hogue, uh brendan Steele, taylor gooch i mean there's there's guys can tringle there's sep straka doc redmond there's a lot you're of guys
1: remembered i know tringle crush I know. oh that's so sweet thank you
0: you're welcome family see i remember for <laughs> family what do you got Joel? before
1: you have to leave
2: yeah, so I think C said something really interesting that I do want to touch on. It's something I really agree with, and something I, I don't agree with as much. So the first being the, the really good point C made is I'm really with him on the fact that like there's not a big difference between Scheffler and Wolf. What I disagreed with was, you know, Scheffler not being a big name. And the reason I disagreed is because there's not a lot of big names in this field. So for this field, he's a big name. He's not a big name in general, but for the field is, and I think that is affecting the betting lines because people are looking at this field and seeing Cantley as you Know the favor and looking at like oh, Scotty Scheffler can beat Patrick Cantley, and I think that he's getting a lot of action because of that. Um, but he's 100% from a DFS perspective, there's not a huge gap between Scheffler and Wolf. And you know, if you're for most of us for golf, we play tournaments, so if you're playing tournaments and you, and if the ownership is super high on Scheffler and it's not that on Wolf and the gap is that small, then it just makes sense to get that leverage and get the lower ownership. Uh, because you know, for me, I don't look at it as a big difference. I probably do like Scheffler a little bit more, but not a lot. So, if it's going to be a big ownership percentage difference, then yeah, let me get some more shares of Wolf because that will be a big differentiator if that does come through. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of what I was thinking from from that perspective. Now, before I am going to just kind of dive into the seven can range, but one person I want to touch on who's priced at eight thousand exactly, who I absolutely love this week is Adam Hadwin. He's probably my one of my favorite plays of the week, maybe my favorite. So. Um, the reason for it, and you know, I probably I admit guilty as charged. i have overweight. Course history, I love finding guys who excel at the course. Um, and but looking at his course history, it's unbelievable. He didn't play last year, but then he was tied for second, tied for third, second, sixth. That's yeah. really really good for someone who's priced at eight thousand. I mean, having that much consistency and that good of a consistency. At this price range in this field, I'm finding a hard time to get away from him. So
1: hey, let me interrupt real quick because this is another example that like we can actually build off of this because his recent history versus his course history, it is polar opposite. So his last three tournaments, miscut, missed miscut, missed miscut missed before that, 63rd, before that, 28th at the CJ Cup. That's not a criticism of Joel's take. It's just like, let's see what's more what factors in more importantly here. Recent history or course. I have a feeling in this case it will be course history to Joel's point, but That that's a pretty bad track record. The the last you know four times he's been out. So let's see what happens there. Sorry to interrupt. No, that's that's a good point, Sia. But uh, you know, I and listen, when I
2: like a play, I can convince myself of it. So heavily, (laughs) so like I could. The first, as soon as you said it, the first thing that went to my mind is, you're right. But also, he's good at golf to just keep missing
1: cuts, right? He's an above average player on tour. So also, that was like two three months ago. So I mean, is that really recent history? I mean, I don't know. Maybe not. So, you know, listen, C is right. definitely information to take into account before you
2: you play him. Um, But I look at it as when I'm convincing myself to play him that he's going to normalize right? he's not going to miss 10 cuts in a row. And this certainly looks like a good spot for him to kind of be that that starting point. So um, I would say as of right now today, obviously things can change before Thursday morning. As of right now today, he's probably my highest owned golfer in the field going, going into building my lineups. And then kind of going down this 7K range, you know, a few of the guys that, that I really do want to target, I do like Charles Howell III. Um, you know, he, he has a decent course history, not great. The more recent course history here that he has has not been that good, but he's done well previously. Um, but then his, his recent form in terms of that course is pretty strong. So he's kind of got a little bit of a combination of the two, which which is making him look like a solid play this week. Um, as you guys all know, you know, Joel Dahman's a, a show favorite. He's never actually, or at least not in the last five years, he has not made the cut here. So that could be a little concerning. Um, like you said, he's one of those guys that like he could blow up in a day and then he could turn it on. Like he's capable of being top ten in this tournament. He's also capable of missing the cut. So these, for as a tournament play, he's very solid. I wouldn't play him if you're doing like a cash lineup or something like that. If you're looking for something safe, he's probably not the play here. But for tournaments, definitely, he's good to go. Um, And then kind of keeps going down from this range. I think you're looking at two guys right next to each other at 7,500 Glover and Redmond, who um, both feel underpriced for this field. Um, These are both guys that if they were put up in the mid 8,000s, I wouldn't have blinked an eye. Um, And they're just not – and that's what I was saying before with – it's just a weird field. Somebody had to get put there and they weren't. And like these are the guys that you want to find. That's where you're getting your value by being able to say, listen – if they were the same price, who would you play? Doc Redmond or Phil Mickelson? <laughs> right? like, yeah, exactly. $800, Wait, $800
0: I, I can do you one better. Doc Redmond and Phil Mickelson have the exact same odds to win the tournament at plus
2: 8,000. Exactly. So that's <laughs> definitely, this is an awkward field to, to make DFS prices. And it's definitely something to look at when building your rosters, because there's guys that are just priced wrong and, you have to take advantage of that to make your your builds make sense, and, and we can certainly do that this week. So, um, you know, Redmond, Glover, I think all very solid plays. If you want to get some exposure to Alex Noren, I like him. Um, he's, I, he doesn't have too much history here, but the tie for 14th last year, which is, which is totally pretty good. Um, and then I know uh, one of Michael's favorites, someone that, that I do want to mention is uh, Taylor Gooch. Uh, <laughs> the Gooch I think you know, could be a, a, a solid play here he's more than affordable you're getting a, a solid price tag on him and uh, uh, he's a really good way where we can start putting in three of these low 7,000 guys and then getting those two of those major guys up in the 9,000 that really get around so that's how I'm going to be looking at this field just you know I know I, I got to run in a minute but so everyone knows I want to be trying to hammer in that 9,000 range that we touched on for a while And a lot of these 7,000 guys, because I think there's just a lot of price mishaps on this field. And that's where we can find the value where these guys in the 7,000 range could have easily been at that other price. And we're building a lot of of our guys that make sense. So I think it is. I think the salaries here are off more than normal. Like, I think you're, you're and you need to, that's what you need to do this week to win is just find the value and squeeze them in your lap totally agree
0: value. i love it awesome joel well i think i heard slack go off probably like 18 to 25 times so i assume you have stuff to do we're gonna let you go always appreciate you make sure everybody follow him at draft Flex everywhere and hop into the wind Daily sports discord chat ask joel about his showdown plays joel appreciate the hell out of you tonight buddy talk to you soon
2: appreciate joel, it you. see you
0: awesome 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 let me just what get is- this what Make is Slack?
1: Crazy. What's that terminology? What uh I mean?
0: it's it's Discord. It's like a different Discord.
1: Yeah, but like why would I, I've heard of that, but I so I didn't apply it because I thought, well, wouldn't he just be using Discord? Like what what am I missing?
0: So it's probably for work. Slack oh, is gosh. used like very it's commonly used. Um I think Salesforce just bought Slack too, if okay. I'm not mistaken. What does
1: Joel do? I honestly don't even remember. Don't know. He never tells us stuff. We we always have to ask him. It's that's like, oh, I mean, how, I mean, how are you? Did you win any money yesterday? He's like 250,000. Like, so, oh, you probably should have mentioned you that. Have let let us them.
0: know. I don't know. Could have done something with Thanks that, so but good. no appreciate Joel. He is awesome. Member of the team here at wind daily sports. Again, make sure to follow him at Draftmaster flex. He is also at Draftmaster flex in the wind daily sports, discord chat, wind back slash chat to hop into that bad boy. And that's where you get see a secret weapon and see, so, yeah, I have been making a lineup. Um, and literally, I just have to finish it with your secret weapon. And I know your secret weapon is under 7K. And the price I have right now is 6900 So I'm, I'm pretty confident in this lineup with what you and Joel have told me. I was talking to Ghost the other day. He literally says he reads your article and he puts in five guys. And then he waits for the secret weapon and he cashes just about every time. So hopefully the people out there are listening. Hopefully. And I noticed when you wrote your article today, I checked it out. There was no 8K guys. I was like, this is weird.
1: Nah, whatever I, you know it's funny I don't, because i don't think I you did, added a single 8k guy i um i don't really pay attention to pricing i don't i don't want to <laughs> be i don't want to be like sort of managed yep. and dictated by pricing but like i'm looking at it now and oh no i did have one oh, I, I had two guys
0: oh did you i um, had adam
1: long and siwoo kim
0: okay maybe it was just significantly more 7k because i remember being like 7k 7k okay okay yeah, and
1: 9 okay. k to, yep. to joel's point that that's where i want to stack it up
0: love it um so do you want to uh, do you you want to talk about a couple of those guys in the eight K range and then we'll hop back to the 7k and then pretty much go through
1: yeah yeah why not all right um so 8k all right yeah again i (laughs) phil mickelson at 8800 it's like i could literally vault like 30 guys below him like in what you know way above him it's That's funny. Um, Adam Long, I like, listen, Adam Long actually won here. um, God, was it two years ago? I'm trying to remember. We can look that up as I'm talking, but Adam Long has a good history here. Honestly, his recent history is pretty good. He measures out really, he grades out really well on this course. Um, And, you know, interestingly, he's not super popular from an ownership standpoint. He's under 10%. And I would think somebody with his track record here uh, would actually probably be closer to the 12, 13% range. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see with Stephen's article tomorrow. I do like Adam Long. I like Siwoo Kim quite a bit more. Um, again, just like Siwoo, Joel Damon, I think these are two guys that when they kind of lose it, they lose it. And and that's why like I mentioned the water hazard thing, because if things sort of start to go awry, like those two guys in particular, they can't get it back. So don't put those guys in your cash games if, if you ever play those. I do play some cash, by the way. I know some people think that's like a, a a dumb thing to do. But, uh, you know, that's, you know, sustaining a bankroll with mm-hmm. cash, regardless of the sport actually kind of makes sense. That doesn't mean you wouldn't cash every time, but it's a nice balance to have that. So in this range, I like Siwoo. Uh, I, I will say this, a lot of people, in, including Rick Gaiman from, you know, the first cut show I was on yesterday, he was talking about Sam Burns a lot. And then I look at Sam Burns ownership percentage, and it's almost 20%, which wow. is pretty shocking given this range. Like you just don't have really anybody in this range that's even close to that now, now that i look at it so it's one of those things like i'm not on sam burns you know rick made a compelling argument yesterday about him and that's totally fine uh, I, I just it's just not somebody i'm gonna be on but i do want to let people know especially those who are playing cash hey mm-hmm. maybe this is a guy to look at you know he's he certainly grades out well it's just nothing really jumped out at me so he didn't really make my initial picks article or anything like that so um yeah but in this 8K range you know adam hadwin's okay i think a lot of people will be on him well his ownership percentage doesn't appear to be too high. I hate his recent form. And honestly, I typically weigh recent form more than I weigh course mm-hmm. history. Maybe that's to my detriment. Like I haven't really figured out, you know, how to weight those two things. I weigh them both quite a bit, actually. I just, I like recent history a little bit more. And Adam Hadwin has just been pretty bad. He is a good ball striker. He, he does great out. I, I, it's not going to surprise me if he makes the cut and does pretty well, but is he going to be in the top 10, top 15? I don't think so. So I'll I'll go upside in other places. Speaking of, if we go into that just under 8K range, I like Eric Van Royen, otherwise known as – people like to call him EVR because everybody likes to use acronyms. It is fun. By the way, if I may, are you an LOL guy? I, I can't remember from our text. Do you, do you type LOL a lot? I, a you do?
0: No. LOL, I think, is the dumbest thing in the world. Thank um, you. I was on like a crusade when I was in high school. Cause I was kind of an asshole. Um, and anytime someone said LOL to me, I got like fake mad at them because I was like, well, were you actually laughing out loud? And they'd be like, what? And I just be like, then you can't use LOL. Um, I don't really care anymore. Cause 15 year old Mike and 30 year old Mike are a little different, but no, I have never, I will only use LOL if I legitimately was actually laughing out loud.
1: Yeah. But even still, like, wouldn't you just put like, ha ha ha? Like, why I don't even you, do that would... anymore.
0: I just put the emojis that are laughing that's more fun yeah that's like the the hip thing to do i guess i just think the LOL
1: thing is is just kind of tired like let's not do that it's
0: yeah i don't know Anyway, die hard as a christmas movie someone said that to me and i yelled at him i was like thanks i didn't know we were still in 2012 but you know those conversations come and die anyway it's it's not not a
1: christmas movie right
0: it doesn't matter we had that we had that argument like eight years ago nobody gives a shit anymore like
1: i just don't like
0: who cares anymore guys it's not christmas time so i apologize but um
1: so wait, it, where did LOL come from? Now I'm kind of curious. Well, cause I said EVR and everybody oh, just okay. loves to use acronyms. It's like super acronyms cool. To use acronyms. I acronyms mean, the, it's just lazy. Like let's yeah, stop being true. lazy. I'll tell you what though. Eric Van Royen was really good with the ball striking. Wait, last
0: wait. Week. It says the man who, who loves RG and HV three. Like, come on, man.
1: <laughs> well, his name. Like, nobody calls him Robert Griffin, who, by the way, got cut yesterday. He got, like, Did he really? Years. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, I'm hoping he gets another chance. He'll get it somewhere. It's kind of shitty that, like, his one chance was when he had, like, half his offensive line and, and half his offensive weapons against the Pittsburgh Steelers and pulled his hamstring. Hurt himself,
0: stayed in the game, Yeah. then hurt himself again. Yeah. yeah. Shit, man. He'll get a chance.
1: Anyway. anyway. EDR was very good with the Thanks. ball striking last week, and he just couldn't putt. Um, and so, I mean, it's 7,900 or what is it? Yeah. 7,900. I like him again. I mean, this is a guy that's going to be leveraged. He's only 5% at this point ownership. That's not going to go anywhere. He's going to be in that 5% range. So I think he's a really sneaky play. Like I'm not usually on Eric Van Rooyen, but I was impressed with what I saw last week. And sometimes you just have to like, look a little bit deeper into the numbers and see like where he was failing. Anytime a guy's ball striking well, and then failing with the putter, like, I don't have a problem with that. Speaking of that right below him and Emiliano Emiliano Grio uh, I always am on him and he's always bad with the putter and he's always amazing with the ball striking so I always have shares of him especially on courses that are like relatively short where I know he can get there just like everybody else length isn't going to be too much of a problem uh I'm going to lean on him you know regaining some some something with this putter I mean this is a guy that sometimes will lose like four strokes putting if he just loses like one stroke putting then all of a sudden, you know, he's, he's top 10. So I like him, Joel Diamond. I like, I don't love, but I like, um, I'm definitely going to have him in some lineups and then Cameron Tringal. Listen, he doesn't, I, I put this in my initial picks article. He doesn't grade out super well here. Like if you look at his recent history and his history on this course, nothing really like super stands out. He is typically like good on approach. He usually loses off the tee, which shouldn't be a big deal here. With all that said, I said in my article, this is more of a hunch play than it is a supported by the stats play but my hunch plays usually come in so Cameron Tringal I think is actually a pretty good deal here and his ownership percentage is is really low it looks like it's going to be in the five percent range if not lower so I'm all about that um Charlie Hoffman's right next to him Taylor Gooch Brandon Steele these are all like those are all places where people mm-hmm. would go instead of Cameron Tringal so I'll take that and then speaking of guys that were good with the ball striking but terrible with the putter last week This guy missed the cut and he hurt a lot of my teams, but I'm going back to him. Tom Hogue, I'm going to try that again because, you know, I'm not going to let one tournament be my sample size and don't get me wrong. He's not always good, but Mm -hmm. uh, let's give him another go and see what happens. That's pretty much all I like in the 7k range. I'll probably have a couple shares of Kevin Streelman and James Hahn, maybe Michael Thompson. Good course fits. All three of those guys are good course fits. James Hahn played well last week. Um, And when he gets hot with the, with the approach, the ball striking, he can be pretty, pretty good. So that's all I like in the seven K range.
0: Yeah. And I think it's especially important talking about Hogue, right. And you, you bring it up a lot and it's, it's always good to remind people if you were on a guy last week and he just didn't do that well, he, he didn't lose unless something drastic happened right after two weeks. Okay. Maybe we can start to look at it a little bit more, but. What's probably going to happen is people are going to come off of him because Mm -hmm. he didn't do so hot. I think you were talking about someone, I can't remember who it was, in the 9K range maybe, that didn't do so hot and you thought people were going to be off of him. Someone down here, people will be off him this week because he didn't do so hot last week. There are people that are watching box scores, uh, right? That's what we always say not to do. Don't watch the box scores. If you still like him and the course fit makes sense, go back to it. Go back to the well because you're going to get leverage in most situations, especially with ownership going down.
1: And so here's what I'm finding. The the guy you're referring to that that we referenced earlier, that I referenced earlier, was Abraham Answer. So what was interesting is, you know, Abraham Answer missed the cut. You know, he was a great course fit last week. That's why he was so popular. He's also a great course fit this week. And I was thinking, okay, well, he missed the cut. He burned some people. So his ownership percentage is going to be like 12% instead of like 18%. Well, I was wrong because it looks like it's going to be in that 18, 19, maybe even 20% range. But here's the interesting thing. I, I think people are willing to forgive when they know it's a good pedigree of exactly. golfer, when it's a 9k guy upper 8k maybe 10 11k but when you get down to that 7k range like people are going to abandon ship so quick because you're in the 7k range for a reason right you 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 haven't proven yourself especially from a consistency standpoint or even sometimes from an upside standpoint but again that's where you get leverage on the field like if that if that is the group think that you want to fall into feel free but just know that everybody else is doing that so While I understand like good for the DFS community for getting smart on guys like Abraham answer, but you might have, you might still have an opportunity with those seven K or low eight K guys that, you know, actually played better than you think. And, you know, if, if they hit, like you thought they would last week, well, now they're only 4%, whereas last week they might've been 10% or 9% or 8%, depending on the tournament you were in, maybe even 14, 15%. I think I was in a 200 single, $200 single entry last week and there was only i think 555 people in the tournament and doug Gim was on my team and he, he ruined my team but it turns out he was like 18 owned doug Gim. so so what are the chances that people will be back on doug Gim in the 200 single entry very low like instead of 18 he's probably going to be like six percent this week and that's very same tournament and he's virtually the same price so th- those are things to consider. Like, obviously people aren't going to stick with guys named Doug Gim or Tom Hogue. They're going to mm-hmm. stick with the Russell Henleys and the Abraham answers who have failed them the week before.
0: And have way cooler names. I think we have gone over That's and had that true. conversation once or twice already here totally. on the wind daily sports show. Shout out Tom Hogue. Uh, dude needs a new picture. That's all I need to say. Um, <laughs> so that is the seven K range. So we are going to be hopping down into that K range. just as again, just building a lineup along answer Scheffler Henley, Tringal, and I know you're not super on him, but Joel said he's going to be very heavy on Mm Hadwin. Leaves me with 7k left, and I know exactly who my 7k player is. I don't know who it is yet, and I don't even think you know who it is yet, but I know who I'm going to pick, and it's the person that you're going to tell me to pick, and you can find out that person in the windailysports.com discord chat. It's an expert discord chat. I personally think I had this idea like yesterday. Why don't we call it a VIP chat? I don't think like, I think that just makes it super easy and everybody understands exactly what it is at that point, right? You just call it a VIP chat.
1: Yeah, it's With that's expert good. chat. Like you, you know, I think, a, I, I think I think what's know. the names like the, the moniker it's lacking or the theme it's lacking is is the community part of it. Because I mm-hmm. think when you, when I hear expert chat and I'm just new to DFS, let's say, or new to anything that's like Discord related, I'm thinking like maybe with that, that's like a one-on-one thing. And, and honestly, I don't even know if I want that. I'm like, oh, that's, that's kind of weird. Like I, I, if I know like everybody's in there and it's just like this, just like firing back and forth of subscribers mm-hmm. and writers and experts, whatever you want to call the people on our side of it, like... I don't know. That sounds really cool. It sounds like juiced up, you know, mm-hmm. steroidal in like instant messenger. And that's something I would really want. Um, in daily sports community chat. Yeah. But then now we're, yeah, that's yeah. like why YM, it's too YMCA ish. Like it, like it needs to sound, it needs to have a bite to it. Like a velvet rope. Type okay. bite to it. We'll come up with something that I like where you're going with this.
0: Though. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's just keep, I mean, we've been, you know, again, we call it our instant messenger chat where we talk about sports and help you win money. Um, and that definitely, Kind of a mouthful, but uh, yeah, I think we can figure it out. I think we can figure it out, but again, you get that Sia's secret weapon. Sia's secret weapon is 26 and 2 now, if I'm not mistaken. That's right, on making the cut. And what this secret weapon is the Sia's secret weapon it is a golfer under 7k owned that also is under 5% owned. So, not only are they cheap and help you build the rest of your lineup. They're also very low-owned and helps you lap the field because not only is he 26-2, and two, the two being two people miss the cut. So out of 28 weeks, only two of them have missed the cut. I would say more often than not, they're in the top half of the field. Would you say that? Yeah, that's fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you are absolutely lapping people who because they have 8K and 9K guys that are in the bottom half of the field. So you got to save some money, move up, and do a lot of stuff there. So you will not get that tonight. You will not get that tomorrow. Oh, no, You will get it tomorrow, but only if you're in our – vip community chat uh community,
1: community. The, the word community just, is 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 by the way community is a great show have you seen the show community with joel McHale?
0: uh it's with donald glover <laughs> let's uh
1: oh ouch okay you're like 15 it's, it's with joel with McHale. I love it's chevy Chase. Hey,
0: hey okay chevy chase is a fucking asshole let's start with that <laughs> second i am though. a huge talk soup fan so don't worry you mean your mom was a huge talk soup nope. fan? It was on TV, and I would laugh at it when it was on. Does that count?
1: Yeah, but you were like you were—you didn't even understand the words at that point. You were like literally an infant. I under You liked how he looked. I knew you thought he was a funny looking. So yeah. you're
0: insulting Joel McHale, effectively. He is funny looking. I
1: knew that if
0: my parents laughed, I should also laugh. Does that uh, yes. kind of cut the bill? Groupthink, indeed. Gotta love it. Anyway. Yes, man, right here. All right, six K range. Joel McHale. I like Joel McHale. Do like community. It's Donald Glover's show, though. Let's just be honest. Anyway, uh, what do you think about the 6K range? This here? is like
1: we got to like do like a Twitter poll or something. Uh, OK, so 6K range. I do want to point out um, Denny McCarthy, not because I like him, but because I think it's really interesting that he is now 6900. So if you recall, Denny. Oh, here we go. John, community is lit. See these words. Okay. John. What are you? So I already know John is 31 or less years of age. If you're 32, are you saying lit?
0: I don't know. I'm 15. I've said lit my whole life.
1: (laughs) John, tell us how old you are, please. Please. Okay, so here's the thing. Uh, I got like I'm I'm all caught up in the chat, so I'm like, so Denny McCarthy's interesting because if you recall, Michael, the last I don't know before the break, the the six months, or I should say since the restart, Denny McCarthy was a super popular name that everybody would just like when they gave out their 15 or 20 DFS guys that they liked in their core, or however they put it. Denny McCarthy was always there. It was all like, and he was he he had a couple good. Tournaments goes mm-hmm. at it, and then he'd be he'd be like eighty two hundred. Then he'd fall to like seventy seven hundred because he keeps letting people down. And 74, 72. like he he never lived up to the expectations. And it's interesting now because now he's really priced down. He's sixty nine hundred, and he's not he's not his ownership percentage is is relatively low. It's like less than five percent. So I think he's interesting because if he lived up to the potential that people thought he had six months ago then I guess he's mispriced, but he's never lived up to that potential. It's just somebody I wanted to point out. Um, I I see. Go ahead.
0: Yeah. 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 I got to get to this. So uh, John says community is lit. See a guest, his age of 31. Holy cow. I'm 31. And then John had to do some quick math and realize John's not 31. (laughs) John is 30. So I've made that mistake too, John. Um, But damn, (laughs) all right, it is what it is. So he's under that age that you were saying. So that still Uh, counts. You still count, John, don't worry. We still count you. Pretty good with numbers. You're good. good. You are my math guy. Um, Um, Anyway, okay. So,
1: okay, in that 6K range... I'm actually working off my notes from yesterday's show, uh, but Kyle, okay. Kyle Stanley, another, I know. Well, I only say that because I'm no, but I only say that because I'm not looking at the pricing at the moment. I'm just okay. looking at the guys I like in the six K okay. range, Kyle, but I think this is in relatively like good order. Um, Kyle Stanley. Uh, I think he let some people down last week, a good ball striker. This is a good course fit. It's another guy that like, just cause he sucked last week doesn't mean he's going to suck this week. So it's a guy I'm going to go to, but again, you don't need to you don't need to dip in the 6K range if you don't want to, based on the lineup construction we've already talked about. But I do like Stanley. Um, Kramer Hickok is a guy that's really interesting. If you look at his like four, uh, by the way, Joel brought him up on the show like a couple months ago for the first time, and I was like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, like I I I, rem- I remembered his name, but I was like, I have no idea like if, if, what his game is like. Well, if you look at his four or five last five six tournaments. Like he's been striking the ball really, really well. And, and honestly, even last week, he was striking the ball better than most, most guys in the field. So he's a super sneaky play. Tyler Duncan is another guy I like. Um, that's a Stephen Pilardi special. That's an at Sicily yes, special. He
0: loves Tyler uh, Duncan.
1: He loves Duncan. And he, and he, you know, his course history isn't good here uh his recent history isn't particularly good but he should be good here uh he's good on approach he's accurate off the tee which is which is a solid thing to have here so i I just think he's one of those guys where you know if you look at all the history it doesn't really make any sense but it's a guy to throw in your lineup in my opinion finally um ryan armor another short hitter um you know he's not super exciting but he's also i think like 6300 or something super low so for whatever reason you need to go down to that range um I think he's okay. Yeah. But again, he's- you shouldn't be going down to this range much. I would tell you that Joel, if he was here, he'd probably say something about Henrik Norlander. He'd probably say something about Christopher Ventura. And by the way, my secret weapon from last week, who did really well, Brian Stewart at 6,600. There's no reason not to go back to him. Um, he's not going to be there. Oh, here we go. Oh, yeah. So mm-hmm. last week's secret weapon. Um, I-, I like him. Again, I might only have a couple shares of him because I don't want to be in this range too much, but uh, solid play.
0: Love it, love it, love it, love it. And there is one more play in that 6K range. So he's going to figure it out. He's going to make a bunch of people a bunch of money. And uh, it's actually fun now being in the golf Discord chat because See us sometimes, because we do the betting show on Wednesdays, which we'll still do tomorrow. It's obviously mm-hmm. going to be very abbreviated because there's only two games. So, uh, you know, we'll do what we can with that. But um, it... Uh, I, it's just funny to look over there and everyone's just like, Hey, did, do we have the secret weapon yet? Is it there? Like, uh, we need this. This is literally why I signed up to window. sports is specifically for this secret weapon. And Hey man, it keeps working. Uh, where did finish, where did Stewart finish last week?
1: Uh, let me check. I, yeah, I think he kind of cool. tailed off, uh, on Sunday. Um, let's see 47th,
0: but he had 77, uh, DraftKings points,
1: which is, which is okay. Honestly, he, you know, he, he could have been better, but, First two days, I think I think it was the first day he was like tied for fifth, tied for sixth, wow. and then he just kind of middled out from there.
0: And did you hit any of the um, first round leaders?
1: No, I. Didn't we
0: almost hit. hit two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, where Where was two weeks ago? Not Sony. What was the week before? What's the week it before? was in
1: Hawaii. Uh, what yeah. Was
0: it? yeah, 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 yeah. We oh, almost had the that. Country
1: tournament of champions. Oh.
0: Yep, we almost hit that. uh I can't remember who it was, but I was I was sweating that out towards the end. That was fun. My cousin Justin actually. He had I think Joaquin Neiman as first round leader mm. last week, and I think he tied. It was it ended up tying with like five or six people. So it went from yeah, fifty fair. to one to ten to one. But again. Who the hell's not taking 10 to one on these things? So that is our DFS breakdown. We are also here to help you guys out with some bets as well. I'm sure Joel had a couple, but he had some stuff he had to do. Uh, so we always appreciate Joel. He's filled in valiantly for me last week, or at least held took took the mantle up with you as well. So I appreciate both you guys for that. So let's, um, let's get to some, uh, get some outrights.
1: Who are we liking, Sia? What are you, what are you thinking this week? Where am I putting my money? So one thing I do want to say, so because there's split courses on Thursday and Friday, or I should say not split That's courses, what it was.
0: I don't know if you noticed when you said that, I made a really wide mouth because that means I get to parlay the first round leaders again. Oh, and that's right. And we hit one of them last time. We didn't hit the fucking other one. So yes. I'm doing it again. I'm going right back to the well. Give me plus like, Whatever, like 18,000. Like, I'm 100% here for it. That is getting a dollar of my money, but anyway,
1: I'm I trying to remember know. who it was, it was Doug Gim. He hit on it, and print. I don't remember, course. yeah, no, I don't I remember sure. who we had
0: on the other side, but it was like kind of close, but not really. But, right, damn, damn, I love it anyway. I'm sorry,
1: shout out Doug Gim, boring shout name, but most boring name weird. on planet.
0: Doug Gim, come on the pod, please. That's a good, Does he that's have a good Twitter. Idea. We should reach out to him with it. I'll clip this out and I'll send it to him and be like, "Hey, we think your name sucks, but like would love to have you come on the show." Are you going to
1: clip that part out? Sure, why not? Whatever. He probably like takes great pride in his name, who knows. <laughs> we should look up the historical roots of that name and then mm. like do a different clip about yes. how cool the name is. Love like it. you got to come on the show and talk to us about He's it. He's like
0: a Viking warrior or something like that. And then when
1: he comes on, we'll tell him how boring the name yes. is. and Just like see what happens.
0: Love it. All this right. is good. So, this is content, people. But this here's
1: is- the thing, cuz cuz I have some outrights. I only have 4 that that I liked in particular, but the thing about first round leader is, is if you go on DraftKings, it's it's not out. And I didn't look on the site that, that I use um, mm-hmm. traditionally because, because of the two different courses. I mean, some sites aren't going to offer you the odds. So we'll see if that updates because I'm pretty positive DraftKings had that the last time we had the, the two different yep. courses. That's what you parlayed it on. But yep. when I looked, I didn't see it. Maybe if you if you look, you can see it. But I just saw outright market top 20. And uh, some other stuff, but I didn't see first round leader. But let's start.
0: Go ahead. When we get it, when we get it, I'm going to parlay it. Don't worry. I promise you that. You have my dollar. See ya.
1: So here are the first round leaders. um, Excuse me. Here are the outrights. And by the way, uh, we mentioned that John Rahm is out of this tournament. Mm -hmm. So everybody's sort of, especially towards the top, everybody's odds like sort of like fell. Like I I think um, we talked about it yesterday. Matthew Wolf was 28 to one. And as soon as that news came out, he dropped to 23 to one. So I mean, you, you lost a good amount of value on on, on really everybody near the top. Uh, Abraham answer that was still thirty to one, and I, I think I, I do a one and done thing. And, and uh, with actually, thanks to one of the guy, one of our subscribers who got me into it, actually. But the point is, is um, I think Abraham answer is probably going to be my one and done pick. I just this should be a course where he really shines in spite of what happened last week. So I think thirty to one actually decent odds. I mean, if you look at the top of this field. There's nobody that really intimidates you, right? There's no Justin Thomas. There's like, you know, you're cont- like at the top. You're contending with like Tony Finau, Patrick Reed, Patrick Cantlay, all great golfers. But nobody that you're like, oh man, well that guy's, yeah, you know, he's probably going to be there on Sunday. Like you can't really say that about any of these guys. Um, Russell Henley at 35 to one. Listen, he finished 11th last week, and it was a very poor putting performance, which tells you how good he was doing with the ball striking and I expect he's not a terrible putter. I expect his putting to rebound. So 35 to one, I like Siwoo Kim. It's just kind of a long shot play. That's 70 to one. And then give me Joel Dahman at 90 to one. I just think this guy can either tank your lineup or he can win the whole damn thing. So, uh, you know, when it comes to outrights and it's 90 to one and you put five bucks on it to win four fifty, I mean, give me the entertainment value there.
0: Worth it. And answer was your first one, correct? Answer
1: was my first one. Answer, Henley, Siwoo, and Dahman. With the caveat that both in DFS and in the outright market, Siwoo Kim and Joel Dahman can completely lose it. These guys, the, mm-hmm. the mental toughness doesn't really seem to be there. So it once, once it goes in the water for one of these guys, it's pretty much over. But if it doesn't go in the water, if you consider their ball striking and the fact that they flashed upside before, there's no reason to think that if they have a good ball striking tournament that they're not going to be in the top 10 on Sunday.
0: So I do have to ask, because unfortunately we don't have any first round leaders. Did you break news on your new favorite show?
1: Ooh, no, I didn't. Well, yeah. actually, actually, it's funny. I, I talked about first round leaders without like knowing the odds yeah. on, on the show. So I will say this. Uh, let, let me let me break some news actually, because oh. there will be markets, including DraftKings. I'm guessing. I think DraftKings is probably waiting. You know, now that I think about it. I don't think T like I don't even know if we know what course each guy's going to be on. So Ah, I think they're probably waiting for that. So, but without having really any knowledge, let me give you a few names here: Tom Hogue, first round leader; Kyle Stanley, first round leader. But here's the breaking news: Are you ready? Mm -hmm. Without even knowing the odds, I I think this guy's probably going to be in the ninety to one realm, maybe even one hundred and twenty-five to one. And I'm I'm speaking of DraftKings odds. I'm guessing he's going to be somewhere between. In fact, I'm guessing he's either going to be 90 to one or 125 to one to be first round leader. And he's not a guy that's going to pop for anybody, which is why he's so obviously going to be the first round leader. And on Tuesday night, I am breaking the news that Cameron Tringal is your first round leader on whichever course he happens to be on.
0: Whatever course he happens to be on. So I actually do have first round leader numbers here. Strillman, you said?
1: I didn't, but I actually kind of like Strillman. I'm sorry.
0: Um... I apologize. It was who? uh, Tringal 8. eight 81. One?
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. 80
0: and that, but, but again, we don't know which course or whatever. So if you're into that, again, Kyle's that's family? pointsbet.com, promo code WinDaily500. Get a bunch of free friggin' money. Ah, uh, Kyle Stanley, Kyle Stanley. He should be lower. You said Brendan
1: Steele, then, right? I did not. Kyle Stanley, Ooh. Tom Hogue, and Cameron Tringal.
0: What that? I don't even know what I'm thinking. But about. I'd
1: like you to throw Kevin Stielman in there. Actually, I don't. I don't mind that pick. That's uh, full Eighty
0: to one. Okay. Uh, Tom Hogue, eighty to one. Okay. And Stanley, 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 Stanley.
1: Probably one twenty-five.
0: I'm scrolling. Gosh darn, he is. Uh, yeah, Kyle Stanley,
1: 125. Okay. There we go. So those are the four long shot first round leaders that you can throw two or three bucks on and hopefully get a sweat with one of them. But again, Cameron Tringal, that's that's lock button. You, in fact, I think you should put your whole bankroll on Cameron Tringal to be first round leader because it's actually a lock. What if like just top 20? <laughs> Do they offer that on DraftKings? Top 20 yeah. first round? Hell yeah.
0: Oh, first round, no, no. That would be that's kind of silly. I Just mean, so, top twenty but, yeah. in general.
1: Yeah, but you—that's you, the thing—is—is is the smaller the sample size, the more like likely that long shot is—is is, has a chance to win. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Which yeah. is why, like, you would never bet like Phil Mickelson to win this tournament. But you know, if you wanted to play him in a showdown, for example, yeah, he could potentially put like one good day together. Hmm. Same goes for first round long shot first round leaders.
0: Doug Gim plus plus six hundred top twenty. That's,
1: that's not the,
0: bad. Yeah, that's not bad. Top twenties are fun. I can't find Max Homa plus 450. What? That makes no sense. I can't find Tringal right now. Uh oh, plus 300. Plus 300 to finish top 20.
1: I will say this about Max Homa. I kind of ignored him. I think he was pretty good last time out. So maybe he's found something. I I just haven't been on him in yeah. quite some time. He's got his podcast, he's got his his career uh outside of golf he's and he's awesome and always, on Twitter. He is awesome is he? on
0: Twitter. Hysterical. Make sure you follow him if you don't. And then I don't send think him he, uh, he, he just, he just, people just send him golf shots and are like golf swings. And he just like eviscerates people. It's hysterical. <laughs> it's so much fun. Highly, highly suggested. He's a great, great Twitter follow, but you know who else is a great Twitter follow? My man, Sia, where can everybody find you on the internet? Sia.
1: Oh, that was so sweet. Um, by the way, I forgot to tell everybody after oh. I picked, uh, Cameron Tringal, uh, to win a uh, first round leader. You're welcome, America. But uh, you can find me on Twitter at Cinejad. That's S I A N E J A D. And if you want to check me out on Instagram, I don't really do much on Instagram. But um, that's Cinejad Sports. So um, we'll get you there. Follow me there, and definitely follow me on Twitter. A lot of good follow. stuff. A lot of good content coming from the Win Daily team. To be honest with you, we're. See, is great on Twitter. I'm I'm okay. Thank you. See yeah. is great on Twitter. Uh, follow
0: me at Michael Riziel One. Follow us at Win Sports if you haven't already. winddailysports.com backslash chat seven free days in our expert discord chat, VIP community chat, instant messenger chat, where we talk about sports and help you win money, whatever it is. We'll figure it out. We're workshopping this in front of you live right now. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, please hit that like button. We do appreciate that and subscribe if you haven't, because we have content that comes out all the time. We're having a lot more content come out now that NFL is kind of dying down a little bit and we are getting into uh, very heavy in the NBA season. Uh, so make sure you are enjoying that stuff there and um anything else if you're listening on the podcast five-star review that actually helps a shitload so sincerely anybody out there if you're listening on the podcast five-star review on apple podcast literally nowhere else matters as much as ever we all think spotify matters apple literally runs the podcast world so if you're listening on an iphone on Apple Podcasts, five-star review, we would sincerely appreciate By it. By the way,
1: the mechanics of that, it's super easy, right? You literally just go to our podcast, yes. you, you scroll down to review, you hit like five stars, and then you have a section where you can just like write something short and yep. sweet.
0: I right? don't even think you have to write anything. Like, But you I mean, I'm just yeah. saying if you
1: want to, like it, it, you could literally just do the, all of that on your phone within like 20 seconds, right?
0: Like 20 seconds. So if you're still listening to us, to give us the twenty seconds. Do you want to give them twenty seconds of dead air? That way, no, I, I won't do that to the uh, people. That's a
1: fantastic idea. It's kind of a funny idea. Do you want it's to do kind of, it? Let's do it. All okay. right. So hold on. Okay. So those we know, we know, we probably still have Joe and Charlie and John, and hopefully a few, few others. But okay. So, so you
0: guys go to your phones, find us on the podcast, and and follow along too. Right. Those so
1: guys. is is this yeah, is this well, the twenty seconds of dead air? Should I stop I, talking?
0: Yeah, I think this is this is it yeah okay so
1: i can hear you drinking water i don't know if that's technically dead air all right i'm gonna do my hair
0: all right see it was flexing as well for everybody listening so yeah there's your 20 seconds of dead air ish um, I guess I drink kind of loud, my bad. Uh, so yeah, thank you very much for subscribing and for doing all that stuff. We do appreciate it. So for everybody in the chat, for Sia, for Joel, we appreciate him as well at Draftmaster Flex. One more time, make sure to give him a follow. He'll probably win hundred thousand dollars in the NBA in like the next three days. So that's probably what he's doing. That's exactly what he's doing. He needed to set his NBA lineups. That son of a bitch. That son of it didn't lock wasn't until nine o'clock tonight. He got us. That's pretty great. Um, but for Joel, for Cia for the chat, for myself, for everybody on the Wind Daily Sports family we appreciate each and every one of you hope you make it a very profitable
1: the american express i mean by the way i'm pretty sure i convinced john that he was 31 that's my power of persuasion think, right I there so. yeah he, he was pretty <laughs> persuaded like, oh, anyway. yeah, I'm 31. <laughs>